0: With so many buyers out there keen to take advantage of government incentives or create a change of lifestyle, it's imperative to show your agent that you are interested in the property by asking the agents the right questions. Today, we will count down the top 10 questions you need to ask your agent when buying a property.
1: You're listening to Real Estate Right top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent, and invest right. Your host is Sue Langder.
0: Did you know that Real Estate Right is owned and operated by Real Copyright, Melbourne's leading real estate copywriting service? We operate all over Melbourne, delivering informed, well-written advertising copy to sell or rent your properties. Why not give us a call on 5977 9 to find out how real copyright can help you? Frank Volantic from Advantage Property Consulting is one of the most familiar faces in Melbourne real estate. He can help you buy your dream home, development property, or investment, as well as be on your team as a vendor advocate to help you sell your property always willing to help and educate the public in Melbourne's real estate. Welcome, Frank. How are you?
1: Good. Thanks, Sue. Nice to be back.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming on again. Um, So, last time... We had you on, we gave away VIP tickets to the block. So how is the block in Bronte Court, Hampton, coming along?
1: Oh, I'm not, not too sure. I haven't really been involved. I sort of get involved at the end, but I'm pretty sure they would have started renovations already. They get moving pretty quickly and, you know, they yeah. want to get get it done during the warmer months um, and avoid yes. winter. So usually they're up and about from February. So I'd say they're, they're well into it at the moment. So yep, sounds good. Uh, We'll hopefully have some buyers there at the end again.
0: Yes, that will be good for you. So as we said, today we are going to ask, what's your top 10 questions a buyer should be asking an agent? So let's get going. What's your number 10?
1: Well, probably number 10 or 11 is I'd I'd say don't ask uh, the agent whether they'll take any offers. So that's probably one not to ask. Don't sort of say that question, will you take any offers? So that's probably my number 11 is yeah. you know don't don't yeah. avoid that question because if you say that most agents will say no they're not taking any offers um, whereas you should just put in an offer in writing and mm-hmm. um, and give the agent and the owner something to think about so that's probably one my number eleven my number ten is um, to ask the agent what are some of the comparable sales uh, that they know in the area you know mm-hmm. what sort of pricing they've put on this property because they've always got to have now an estimated price yeah. range. Um, with the consumer affairs laws yeah and so I'd I'd say that'd be my number 10 uh, to sort of start with that to sort of get a feel you've you've used these three comparable sales here um, and Mm -hmm. you know know, hopefully do some research on them and work out that sometimes they're not that comparable and have they got any other ones as well that that'd be one that I think would be one to ask
0: Yeah, it definitely asks for more than what they've just said on the um, statement of information because, you know, some of those are quite old and they could have been also done when they've appraised the property and spoken to them, not like last week.
1: Now the market's moving so fast in Melbourne that if the comparable sales are more than three months old, they're pretty out out of date because this market this year is very different to the – you know, the COVID market we had last year. so I
0: think it's different to any market we've ever had.
1: I know, but most agents will also use the lower comparable sales as well. They're not going to use yeah. the high ones because they want to attract buyers to the property and try and get yeah. them to come down and inspect it.
0: Yeah. So what's your number nine?
1: Um, I think the really important question to ask is what's the vendor's situation and why are they um, selling, you know, what sort of settlement do they need? Uh, because yeah. Sometimes their situation is, is about having a longer settlement. It's not all about yeah. price. So, you know, finding mm-hmm. that out is really, really important. Um, sometimes they want, might want a larger deposit because they're moving yeah. into a nursing home, for instance. So, you know, they might want a 15 to 20% deposit and, mm-hmm. and longer settlement terms or shorter settlement terms. So I think that's uh, an important question So to sort of try and work out, you know, what the vendor's situation is and try and meet that situation um, because it's not always about the money i found when negotiating. Um, sometimes yeah. you can get a property for a lower price if you, if you give the vendor the terms they want.
0: Yeah, sounds good. Okay, rolling into number eight. What's number
1: eight? Uh, I'd ask the agent what level they think uh, the property will sell for with their professional expertise um, and, you know, yeah. what level will I have to be at? So, uh, so you can sort of hopefully prime yourself to be at the right level. Uh, you know, there's no use turning up with a million dollar budget if, uh, you know, the, the interest and the agent thinks, you know, the interest is up at 1.2 to 1.3. So it's about, yeah. I suppose, preparing and trying to get as much information about what sort of level, um, you know, the agent is expecting the property to sell for and and trying to get as, as much info as you can so that. You know, preps you up and sets you up for that as well.
0: Yeah, sounds good. Okay, now we've got number seven. What's Frank's number seven top tip?
1: Yeah, um, ask questions like how many building inspections have been conducted because that will give you a a feel for, you know, the genuine interest in the property. Um, You know, how many Mm -hmm. contracts has the agent given out as well because if clients are requesting contracts, they're generally – a bit more interested. Uh, some people just collect contracts. Uh, but, yeah. you know, most, uh, you know, buyers will only ask for contracts because everyone's busy if they're interested. Um, so mm-hmm. that'll give you a gauge. And, you know, usually if, if there's, you know, five to eight interested parties that have requested the contracts, you know, you're going to be up for a bit of competition. You will probably halve a number mm-hmm. there that will be potentially bidding. So there might be three to four people bidding against you. Um, so that's just my um, experience, you know, seeing that, those numbers tend to drop off a little bit. If, if there's, as I said, eight contract requests, you might be up against four or five bidders. And just mm-hmm. to get as much information as you can. So before you start trying to buy that property or bidding, um, you try and work out a strategy whether you're going to start higher or start lower in the bidding yeah. amount that you're going to offer.
0: Yeah. Um. Right? What's your number
1: six? Another one is how many repeat inspections uh, you've had. Yeah. Uh, Because if uh, buyers are serious, most of the time they're going to come back and have a second look through a property, uh, particularly Mm -hmm. in the market we're in at the moment. You know, the market's dominated by owner-occupiers. Yeah. And um, most people Mm will not buy a property with just one inspection. So, again, that will give you a gauge as to how much interest there is. Yeah. Um, If there's been eight repeat inspections, again, you're probably going to be up against at least four or five serious buyers on the day.
0: So the key is basically find out who your competition is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, just asking the questions, how many other buyers are are involved? How many do you think I'll be up against? Yeah. Try and get as much information from the agent. Um, You know, go to as as many inspections as you can, uh, because if you go there a few times then you'll get a feel for how many people are coming through, Um, if there's numbers of like 20 to 30 groups going through, You know, it's a pretty hot property. Um, If there's only three or four groups Mm. going through, then you know, you know, your chances of probably buying it uh, are going to be a bit higher as well.
0: Yeah. So we'll have a short break and come back with Brent's top five questions for buyers to ask their agent when buying a property. You're listening to Real Estate Right, and today we have buyer's advocate, Frank Volantik, from Advantage Property Consulting um, to give us his top 10 questions to ask an agent when buying a property. So Frank, what is number five? Number
1: five is how many other buyers are really interested. So try and work out also who the buyers are. So say, you know, who am I up against? Um, because sometimes it can mm. give you a bit more insight and again you know prepare a bit of a strategy f- before the auction um, so you know when mm. we're up against yeah. young couples i'm up against downsizers uh, again yeah. it might just yeah. give you a bit of insight so that when you do turn up at the auction um, you might be able to pinpoint you know who you're going to be bidding against and when i'm bidding i usually yeah. try yeah. and face those people so i've got you know my body language looking at them i can look at their body language and I can see where they're going to bid, when they're going to bid Um, and, uh, and, you know, try and give them a a bit of a cold stare sometimes to, you know, to to show them that you're you're, uh, serious (laughs) you want to buy the property and, you know, nothing's going to stop you that day. So very confident. Um, So so that's, you know, part of finding out uh, who you're going to be bidding against. Um, If you turn up a bit early as well, can tend to find, you know, people there with their family and friends and they're fidgety and nervous, uh that yeah, they're the ones that you're gonna be bidding against and you wanna not be sort of standing somewhere where you can't see them. You wanna hopefully have your body language where you can sort of see them and um you can show that you're confident and strong with your bidding as well. So so you're trying to find out who some of the other buyers are uh can give you an advantage as well. Yeah,
0: because the reality is like the downsizers are going to have an expendable kind of budget where the first-time buyers will be like right at that top limit really
1: yeah um, and also generally. yeah if you can if you can sort of position yourself and you know who you're bidding against um you can see if people get nervous they, they, they you know their hands they're sort of shaking and trembling a bit and they're you know they're starting to get sweaty <laughs> yeah. and nervous and and if you're yeah. confident, that can give you an advantage on the um, on the option as well.
0: Now, number four, we're getting to the top, tail end of the, the list. Uh,
1: uh, What's big answer? one is to you know why are the vendor's selling. You know, try and find that information out. Have they already bought another property? Um, you know, do they require a, a quicker or or shorter or faster settlement or a longer settlement? Um, so you know, if you can find out their their. Uh, their, you know, goals and...
0: Motivation. Motivation,
1: yeah. If you can find out their motivation yeah, as yeah. to why they're selling, that can give you, again, a bit of an advantage when you're sort of putting an offer forward because I'd always try and yeah. put an offer before auction in the current uh, hot Melbourne market and see whether yeah. you catch some of the other buyers on the hop. Um, so if you can find out, mm. as I said, why they're selling, uh, you know, there was a property recently we had a look at in yeah. Elwood and, the, the you know, the owners have already... Bought a property in Albert Park, the agent said. So they're going to be pretty motivated, I'd say, on the day itself because they've already bought another property. Um, a lot of people don't like having two mortgages going. So um, if they've got a mortgage on the other property, yeah. so find out their motivation, um, and that can come down to the settlement terms as well. Sometimes, if you know the settlement terms are a lot longer, the owners haven't bought yet. Um, I th- yeah. always think. The owners are a lot more motivated if they've bought another property and they've got, you know, some financial commitments elsewhere as well. So so finding that out um, can give you an advantage and also help you prepare your settlement terms uh, to, to meet with the owner's goals and and motivation as well.
0: Yeah. Yes. It's it's really great getting a settlement happening on the exact exactly the same day as when you're selling. So yes, don't done that a couple of times. It's nerve wracking in those yeah. little hours between them, but um
1: Yes, so you, get, sure. you get
0: there in the end. Um, now, <laughs> rolling into number three.
1: How long has the property been on the market? So, you know, if you've just seen it because you've started looking now, um, and you, you know, that's going to be a bit of motivation uh, from the vendors in terms of if it's been on the market for a long time, uh, they might be a bit yeah. more motivated to take yeah. a lower offer. Um, and, you know, yeah. just finding out that information. Yeah. Um, we can find that out through RP data ourselves. So we've got a, yes. a, a program that allows us yes. to look at days on market. Um, but, you know, yeah. asking the agents as well yeah. is really important. If it's been on the market For only a short period of time, Um, I can say that most times it's a bit harder to get a a lower offer through at the start because the vendors, uh, you know, think, well, there there might be more money out there. But if the property's been on the market for longer than Melbourne's, you know, days on market average, which is around 30 days at the moment, um, because most properties Mm -hmm. are selling uh, after a four-week auction campaign, Um, whereas, uh, you know, in a slower market, it might, might take 60 to 90 days to sell a property um so if it's uh, if it's a slower market and it's been on that a little bit longer then you might have a better chance to negotiate so to so ask that question and uh, you know if it's an auction campaign then you you know you know it's 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 been on the market generally for uh, a week or two or three because uh, you know you've got a four week auction campaign but if it's a private sale campaign um, sometimes the the is, uh, might have been on the market for a very long time. We just had a look at one recently in McRae yeah. uh, down the peninsula that had been on the market for over 400 days. Wow. And uh, it ended up selling last week. Yay. Uh Eventually sold. But okay. obviously the owners were chasing a lot more than market value and um, it had been on the market forever and uh, and they eventually sold it. So Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So they're, did
0: they get what they wanted in the end?
1: I think they did in the end, yeah. They were quoting like 540 to 580 and sold for around five. 580 so yeah you know, uh, mm-hmm. eventually got it but it, it took a it took a fair bit of time so the yeah. yeah, days on market can be a good um a good thing for you to use as well
0: good indicator yeah. so number two what's your number two
1: my number two is um you know the wordings you've got to get the wording right so you know yep. what price would the vendors sell at so, not yeah. what are you quoting? Don't ask that question. What are you quoting for this property? Because yeah. they're going to quote the lower part of the range. They might sort of quote, you know, nine hundred to a million um, yeah. versus, you know, what price would the vendor sell at today? Um, so, hopefully, then the agent can give you um, a bit more information about, you know, what would take the property off the market today.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and you know, don't ask what they're quoting because that's that's not yeah. going to give you what you want to get out of it. So hopefully the agent will give you, okay, well, we're, you know, I think they'd sell with something for a million in front of it. And then you yeah. sort of know where yeah. their motivation is. And then you might sort of pitch an offer a little bit below that at 950 ish. Um, so test the water and see, you know, what settlement might uh, might convince them to take a lower price um, yeah. So, yeah. so you just get the wording right and, and you know, like mm-hmm. the uh, don't, don't ask the agent, you know, will they take offers? Uh, don't ask yeah. the agent, you know, what are you quoting? Because, you know, they're always going to quote something a fair bit lower than where the property was. The, um, the block of flats we spoke about uh, before yeah. Um, yeah. and so, you know, they were quoting that sort of 3.2 to 3.4. It ended up selling for 4.2 million. It was like 700,000 over mm-hmm. reserve. Um, yeah. so yeah. you know I don't want to ask the agent equating 3.2 plus I'd rather sort of say you know where do you think it's going to sell at where's yeah. the interest mm-hmm. you know with and hope the agent's ties up a bit as well so with your, all yeah. your professional mm-hmm. expertise and experience where do you reckon yeah. this is really mm-hmm. going to get ends up, end up where do I need to be if I want to buy this property
0: yes the wise words now I'm rolled. what would be your number one
1: I think number one is always, have you had any other offers um, on the table, and you know yeah. where's the interest at? so you know if you've had offers that are at that nine hundred thousand range or nine fifty thousand range and they've been rejected again, it can just yeah. help you start to get a picture of you know where the vendor's motivation might be, uh, you know what the selling price. Is likely to be as well, so it's always good to find out whether anyone's made offers, um, so you can sort of start to get a, a bit of a picture. And you know, all these questions are trying to give you as much information as you can, uh, to give you as much <laughs> diligence as you can about what the vendors want, um, what other people are interested, um, so that you can prepare, you know, to, to to try and buy that property. You know, there might be no one interested in that property, and. Uh, you go in and offer $1 million when you could have got it at 905000 So it's yeah. all about sort of, you know, trying to get as much of the picture of, you know, the vendor's motivation, what they'd sell at, what settlement they need, and then try and find out, um, you know, how much other interest there is. And, and uh, if you have to stalk that property a little bit as well and, and park in the yeah. car and sit across the road and watch some of the open for inspections and see what numbers are yeah. coming through, uh, because and that's your it. competition. That's your competition that, um, you know, not many people, um, even during COVID times when we had lockdown, were buying properties sight unseen. So most people are going to go there once or twice. Um, yeah. So I've done it before and uh, our clients do it. You know, that, uh, it's a good um, way to do it is, you know, stalk the property park across the road and just yeah. read the paper <laughs> or be on your iPhone and um, just watch people come in and out and you'll get a feel for who your buyers. is. Uh, competition is going to be as well. So um, just try and get as much info as you can because if you are um, well prepared and have done your due diligence, then hopefully you've got a much better chance of, of buying your dream home.
0: And you really, really want to get into that market right now because it's so hot and there's great government incentives out there. And, yeah, it's you just got to do it.
1: Yeah, you? well, we've got a two-speed market, Sue, where, you know, family homes are are in short supply and high demand, and they're going gangbusters. You know, there's five to six yeah. families missing out on nearly every house that comes on the uh, market, and they're out there looking for something else, um, whereas the yes. apartment market, the inner-city apartment market, is quite oversupplied and, and saturated. So that market, obviously, is not going as, as, as well. But, um, you know, now experts are predicting that, you know, the, the house market with... Um, you know, growth of, say, 10 to 20% in the next two years in Melbourne. Um, so my advice mm-hmm. to my clients at the moment is get in sooner rather than later, um, try and yeah. use professional mm-hmm. buyers advocates like ourselves so that we can access some off-market properties and, you know, try and avoid that auction competition. Uh, that property mm-hmm. in St Kilda East had eight bidders yesterday, the agent yeah. said, yeah. And, and it pushed it seven hundred something and something above reserve now. And
0: that's an investor or a
1: developer, isn't it? Yeah, it was just investors, local, local investors. Yeah. The local investor bought it. They're going to park it in their portfolio, have seven rentals come in because there were seven units in the block. Um, yeah. My advice to listeners is year to try and, you know, target off-market properties uh, through, you know, uh, buyers advocates like ourselves that have got, you know, connections uh, with agents so that you can avoid that auction competition um, yeah. and also try and make offers before auction. So all those questions we went through before Uh, will give you hopefully as much information about the property, about the vendor's motivation and hopefully help you buy property um, before auction because um, if you're turning up against five or six other bidders, it's going to be very competitive and you're not going to get it cheap. So whereas if you're on the Wednesday before an auction, you might catch a couple of other buyers on the hop. They might not have done their building report yet, might not have Mm -hmm. got their finance all sorted, might have been prepping for the Saturday auction. Um, and if you make it on a Wednesday, there's uh, no cooling off period. So uh, the agents yeah. and vendors yeah. are more likely to accept an offer on a Wednesday than a Tuesday or Monday uh, because yeah. on a Monday yeah. and Tuesday you still get three days cooling off, business yeah. days cooling yeah. off. And there's a risk for the vendor that they go and call everyone in the file and the agent calls everyone in the file and then that sale falls over and someone pulls out on a Thursday or Friday. So that's some little extra tips, tricks of the trade is, you know, if you're going to make an offer before option, try and do it. Wednesday, Thursday, um, and try and catch some of the other buyers on the hop because uh, they might not be quite ready and you might be, you know, still organising your finance and, and, um, you know, getting the conveyance to look at the contracts and doing your own due diligence and an offer comes in and you're not ready and you miss out. So the other bit of advice is to prep yourself to be ready if another offer does come in.
0: Yeah, sounds good. So thanks again, Frank, for sharing with us your expertise and knowledge. Do you have any special offers for Real Estate Right listeners?
1: Yes, I do. I have a great special offer. Um, so for anyone there who's already got a property portfolio, that's uh, congratulations and I hope you continue to grow your portfolio. But I'm offering a free portfolio review. So literally go through, have a look at your whole portfolio give you an independent assessment, give you current sort of market estimates of the value of the property and just my own independent analysis of you know what I think of it as a property, and um, sometimes clients like to know whether they should keep a property or sell it. Um, you know, in yeah. the long term, yeah. they should keep for so. So basically, a free property review of your whole portfolio yeah. it could be a free consultation, a one-on-one consultation with myself, uh, to talk about anything property. So you know, to pick my sort of twenty-five years of uh, property experience, pick my brains about anything property related. Um, it could be about you know some investment advice it could be about some um, some advice about building a portfolio and um, which areas to buy in so yeah it's basically a, a yeah. one-hour consultation with myself or or also as I said doing that property uh, portfolio review for yeah. them
0: basically like say a first-owned buyer or up to empty nesters what working out what they're doing like anybody could
1: Yeah, absolutely anything. And, you know, often I get asked the questions, you know, where should I buy? Um, You know, uh, this is my situation at the moment. I'm not too sure about my next move. So it could be just something like that. Tell me a little bit about your portfolio and, you know, maybe, as I said, discussing maybe some strategies just from – Uh, the thousands of clients I've assisted over the last 21 years as a buyer's advocate, so looking at what some other clients have done and sometimes those case study examples of what some other clients have done in their situations and how they've gone about it because sometimes people get to a certain stage and they're not too sure of what they should do next. You know, should we buy an investment property or, you know, should I go and upgrade a family home now or should I... Look at some investment properties yeah. first, and um,
0: and you've always got so many different people in your ear about what you should do. Invest, yeah. professional
1: advice. Yeah, absolutely. So you know they can pick uh, my brains. We can have a chat about anything property, and as I said, the other part of it is reviewing your portfolio, which we do regularly for clients because uh, some clients aren't too sure about whether they should keep certain properties or sell them, yeah. or how long they should keep. Them for, so. Yeah. So that's, that's our special offer. Thank
0: you so much, Frank, and always a pleasure to have you on. So next week we have the delightful Kiani Mills from KLM Convancing talking to us about stamp duty concessions. It's pretty time-sensitive at the moment with the current government incentives, so it's a great episode to find out exactly what you need to know, so don't miss it. Real Estate Right is a Real Copyright production, hosted and produced by me, Sue Langada. I would like to thank Podbean for hosting our podcast, Premium Beat for our theme music, and Francis Morello for his voiceover. Real Copyright is a leading real estate copywriting service throughout Melbourne. If you would like your property copywritten by Real Copyright, please book your copy through orders at realcopyright.com.au. If you would like us to help, create more valuable real estate information for the people of Melbourne in this podcast, contact sue at realestateright.com.au. Thanks for listening to Real Estate Right.